Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The news from Old Trafford is that Australia have retained the Ashes. The match officials have gone into the dressing room just now. The captains have shaken hands. Not the way Australia would have wanted to have retained the urn in a draw where England had the better of them, but due to the hard work at Edgbaston and Lords, they earned the right to have luck break their way, as it has this week. Australia... A 2-1 up in the series with one to go and therefore with the score at 5 for 214 at the close of play last night. Not a ball bowled on the fifth day, but it's enough for Australia to retain the Ashes in England as they did four years ago, Daniel Norcross. It is, and fair play to them. You know, they played a fantastic game at Edgbaston. They held on when England were getting ahead of them and they just didn't let England win that game. It's all come down in many ways really to that partnership between Cummins and Lyon. Um, England didn't play canny enough cricket in that game and Australia did. And actually, they dominated the Lord's Test, really, apart from a brief passage when uh, Nathan Lyon went off, but England threw it away in that game. Thereafter, England have been on top, you would say, but that's been the nature of the series. It's been really good contest between both sides a disappointment just for cricket fans generally is that we had a right humdinger lined mm. up for the oval next week that'll still have importance it'll have importance for some of these older guys in the australian team who won't be coming back who have never won a series in england they'll still want to win it but you know hats off congratulations to australia they played the first part of the series better than england did and that's why they've retained the ashes jeremy coney yeah disappointing and deflating perhaps uh, particularly in the ashes uh, when you're ahead in a test match and rain intervenes to, to prevent you with at least an opportunity to sort of finish it off. No one knows now whether Australia would have held out for those, how many overs were, might have been played. But, yeah, uh, I, look, the fact of it is England, England's problem was they had lost the first two games, and in particular the one that Daniels mentioned, the Birmingham test match, should at least have been a draw. Now, they've said they don't like draws, they, and they're happy. They felt as if they won that match. Well, you know, and, and, and you've got the, this whole shtick that's actually coming from England. England. And it is, you know, that it's that Broad's piece says it's unjust that uh, that they should, you know, lose the ashes this way. Well, I'm afraid justice doesn't come into to sporting events. Um, and, and the fact of it is, you know, Rain decides for years who wins and who loses test matches. Rain has won test matches in the uncovered periods of, uh, you know, uncovered pitches for years. And Rain has prevented teams winning for years. So that's nothing new. It's been done in the past. And if you think that Broad, who's the mouthpiece, Broad and Anderson have probably taken lots of wickets when it's just raining <laughs> and, and right throughout their period of time. So, yeah, look... Um, it's bad luck. As far as next week is concerned, I think if England forge ahead and win the next test at the over, then they might have something to say after the fifth test and they win it, that they might morally at least have won it, even if not numer numerically. Uh, Barat Sunderason, uh, we, we've heard a lot from Pat Cummins about uh, this being a, a generation-defining tour. They won the World Test Championship. Uh, they've retained the Ashes, but they won't feel thoroughly satisfied this evening. There'll be no celebrations like there were four years ago. 
ago. They want to win here for the first time in 22 years. Just looking at Pat Cummins' face uh, when it came up on the television, when the umpire shook his hand, it's like... Uh, yeah, there was a bit of a grimace on his face. Uh, he just uh, almost acknowledged the fact that the game is over, but there was no celebration. It didn't feel like a victory because they've been comprehensively outplayed in this test match. And uh, they've hung on. Credit to Australia. They had that difficult period to bat out yesterday when mm. they'd already lost four wickets. And now that Manus Labuschagne 100 becomes a match-saving one. I mean, you can say, oh, no, but they didn't have play at all on day five. But they, they hung on for those 30-odd overs, uh, which was crucial in the end. And, and Brendan McCullum apparently told the team, in, in picking this up from Stuart Broad's column, that we're too lucky to get wet. We're too lucky to get <laughs> rained on. So there will be play on Sunday. For once, Baz McCullum is wrong. You know, we're focusing an awful lot on how unlucky England are. But I, I feel actually for the Australian players because they have retained the ashes mm. and they're not doing it to any kind of fanfare at all because these are unsatisfactory circumstances for highly competitive elite athletes mm. to win anything in. And it doesn't happen in any other sport, does it? You don't, you don't win the World Cup after you've just been trounced in a match as a mm. general rule. You, mm. you win it because you get more goals mm. or, you know, save for any kind of sport here. In England, because we're playing this Ashes over five test matches, uh, you can win something when you kind of feel like you haven't. So I, I just hope for their sake that they get the opportunity at the Oval mm. to, uh, to get some kind of satisfaction. Uh, and I hope that they're going to be really up for it. I hope both teams are going to be. I actually think England are in bigger danger of being utterly deflated because mm. they have a certain mystique about what they do, don't they? A bit like what you were talking about. They were too lucky to get rained on. Well, that bubble has burst, I'm afraid, <laughs> like the clouds in the sky. So it's going to be interesting to see. It'd be very interesting to see the composition of both sides yeah. as well. I think Australia are going to go hard for the win. Will England, will their bowlers be a bit depleted? Will they think, you know, it's not really worth it? I, I hope not. I think I, th I would like to see that last game be really competitive and for whoever wins it to get some satisfaction as a sportsman. Uh, Pat Cummins, it is here at Old Trafford four years ago that Australia uh, retained the ashes. You retained the ashes again. But does it feel a little different? Uh, a little bit different. Just I think today it does. Uh, four years ago, it was off the back of a, a great test match where we won in the last few moments. Uh, today's kind of fizzled out into a draw. So it's, it feels a little bit different. But yeah, I think... It, in the same regard, we should be proud as a, as a group that we've um, got ourselves into the position to, to retain it. Uh, and just going back to yesterday, uh, uh, not a lot of play was expected, but then you had the tough 30-35 over period and uh, you'd already lost four wickets. Just how crucial was that partnership between Manus and Mitchell Marsh? Now when you look back, uh, it's proved, proven to be a match-saving one. Yeah, that, that was fantastic. Uh, you know, Manus get 100 in those conditions. Um, under that kind of pressure was, was fantastic. Marshy again showed his class, um, you know, since he's come back into the team. So, uh, yeah, I think we yesterday showed that, you know, probably batted to our potential, which I think the first three days weren't at our best. So, um, yeah, pretty crucial. Uh, there will be a lot of talk in the English press and Stuart Broad's already written in his column that it would be unjust if this game doesn't... Uh, there wasn't, There is no play and, uh, you know, the match is drawn. That's what has happened. Uh, the, I mean, often justice doesn't work with sport generally. But uh, just to take on that, just the fact that um, there's that bittersweet like, feeling about about you guys retaining the action, maybe not so much in your camp or from the outside. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't make the rules. Um, I think us winning in Australia comprehensively and then coming over here and winning the first two test matches puts you into the position to be able to um, yeah, be on the right side of these moments. 
just this test match, uh, Pat, uh, you said uh, it, it was a week where, as a team, you were a little off. I mean, especially on the field, uh, they're making 592 runs. Uh, how tough was it out there, especially on days two and three? Uh, yeah, you know, frustrating at times. Um, you know, we tried quite a few different things that didn't come off. Um, and, you know, the scoreboard ran pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, it's not very common for our bowling group to kind of go for that many runs. So not too worried. Um, and, yeah, a few, few little areas tied out for next week. And finally, Paddy, you've always said that uh, you you come here to win the World Test Championship final and the Ashes, not just retaining the Ashes. Uh, the next test starts in three days' time. Uh, uh, just looking forward to it. I mean, there's enough motivation there already, just personally and uh, from a team perspective. Yeah, we want to win it. Um, we've said that the whole time when we came over here. Yeah, we retained it in 2019, but yeah, we're here to win it. And um, yeah, that's the motivation for the group. We're all really excited. We know we've got a bit of work to do over the next few days, but can't wait to get down there. Can't wait either. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ta.